Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Family Church School. Uh, the most fantastic hour uh, in the life of resurrection uh, uh, every Sunday morning. We're certainly glad to have all of you uh, here. Uh, those of you that are traveling, we wish you traveling grace. We are going to conclude our lessons on uh, obedience and worship. Today, we're going to look at uh, Leviticus again over in chapter 23. And the authors have entitled our lesson, Obedience uh, in Feast. Obedience in Feast. And if it sounds familiar, it is. It's uh, a repetitious lesson. But um, uh, the Lord knows that you folk at uh, Resurrection and the Rock, y'all, uh, uh, repetition is, is is much required, much required. Uh, we just completed uh, midterms uh, at uh, Resurrection uh, Evangelism, and uh, it was proof positive that repetition is required. Praise the Lord and congratulations all of you that survived midterm. Okay. Man, amen, 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 amen. Uh, Deacon Richardson, Deacon Richardson, could you unmic, please? Yes, sir. All right, Deacon Richardson, uh, you have an announcement. Could you tell us uh, what today is? Indeed, I could. I do greet each and every one of you in the mighty, matchless, precious name of Jesus the Christ, because truly, this is the day that the Lord has made. I'm choosing to rejoice and be glad in it. And I can tell just by a few of the faces that I see that are lit up this morning, you're rejoicing right along with me. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Deacon Richardson, for that public service announcement, because this is uh, the day. And Deacon Richardson says he's going to rejoice. And in order for him to rejoice, He's got to be celebratory. He's got to celebrate. So today we're going to talk about celebration, what it, what it really means. See, he can rejoice not because things are so well. He can rejoice not because he's got it all going on. He can rejoice not because he's living necessarily where he wants to live, doing what he wants to do. He can rejoice simply because this is the day God made it. God gave it, and he's thankful. So you rejoice because of the thanksgiving that's in your heart. That's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about being obedient in giving God thanks, being obedient, because this is the day. The day is a good day to be obedient and feast. All right, Terry Moten, if you would, thank you, Deacon Richardson, again. Yes, sir. All right, Terry. Uh, in verses 23, uh, I mean, chapter 23, verses 33, uh, 34, and 35, and actually 36, we're going to see that God commands these feasts. And if you look at the uh, context in which this, is, this lesson is presented this morning, we see that uh, God has been commanding many of these type of celebrations days we we actually studied the day of atonement and today we're going to look at this day what they call feast or the day of sitkoth or the day of tents or the day 
of tabernacles. Uh, they all represent uh, 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 something. And uh, God uh, says that if truly this is the day that he has given you, today might be a good day to remember what he did yesterday and the day before. Y'all don't hear me. Today might be a good day to just remember how far God has brought you. Brother, brother, brother Terry, brother Terry, if you would re just read, just read, just, just read uh, verses 33 and, and 34 for me. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, what did he say? Speak to the people of Israel saying, on the 15th day of this seventh month, for seven days is the feast of booths to the Lord. And verse 35 says what? On the first day shall be a holy convocation. You shall not do any ordinary work. Mm -hmm. So God says for this day, he gives a schedule of when this event is going to occur. A day that is set aside for celebration and thanksgiving. A day that, in fact, uh, God specifically says would occur on the 15th day of the seventh month. And then he says, on the first day that you start the celebration, it's going to be a holy day. In other words, it's going to be reverent. It's going to be set apart from the rest of the day. But the day is called because he says, I want you to remember. Now, this day set aside to rejoice and celebrate begins somberly. This day, this day of a uh, 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 feast or a uh, sithkot should, should, should remind all of what God has done. And he says, before there's a party, let's set the tone about what this party is going to be all about. See, we, we serve a God that wants us to celebrate because God is good and we can celebrate that fact. God is all-knowing. We can celebrate that fact. God is omnipotent. We can celebrate that. But God says that there needs to come a time when from generation to generation, you need to look back on how far God has brought you. And when, when you look back, you will see just how far he's brought you and just how good he's been to you. This is an interesting one, Brother Bogan, because it says it wants to remind the children of Israel of the day that God 
provided tents, provided structures for them. Well, some folk, not, not anybody in this class, they forget where they come from, but they don't realize where they come from got them to where they are by the grace of God. Oh, because you remember. You may say, well, I don't want to look back because I, I, I grew up in abject penury. I, I, I mean, I was so broke. I, I, my family could not pay attention. You know, we, we were just poor. I mean, we weren't poor. We were poor. I don't want to remember that. Well, there are many that didn't come from those conditions. But you came from somewhere, Sister Ogletree. And you know what? The houses that you lived in, whatever condition they were, Sister Kathleen, they were the houses that God gave you. Think about it. If you didn't have those houses, what would you have? What would you have had? You'd have had no shelter. If you hadn't had just the rice and beans and beans and rice, you wouldn't have had anything. If you'd have just had manna, you wouldn't have had anything. If it had not been for the goodness of God, where would you be? You, yeah, some can look back fondly. I, I had this great memory, uh, this nice house, and I remember the pantry and the parlor that 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 mama and and grandmama had Fred. I I I remember how neat and orderly it was, and you know I remember always being comforted and protected. But that's no different than the person who lived in the shotgun houses with a a, a, a hole in the floor and maybe a couple of holes in, in the roof. They never saw a hungry day nor never was provided no protection. They had some protection, Sister Lovelace. They had some food, and it is God that gave it to them. And that's why today, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 years removed, you can say, this is the day that the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to rejoice in the fact because God has been good to me. As a matter of fact, everybody, if this was your last day, you, you can just, just, just put this, just put this in on your appetite. If this was your last day, here's what we all can unanimously say. God's been good to me. And when I look back over my life, I realize how good he is. So I'm going to rejoice today. Tomorrow's not promised. So I got to look back to how good he's been. He promised me tomorrow. But he promised me one thing. If I live to tomorrow, he'll be with me. Y'all don't hear me. He's saying, I want you to look back at a time that wasn't that pretty, where there was a lot of lack, 
and see the provincial hand of God working in your life. And he says, I think you ought to do it when you've worked all year long and toward the end of the year. Ah, sound familiar? When the harvest is in, when, when God has, has provided another harvest, it's time to go celebrate. You know, Sister Ogletree, uh, in the old church, uh, there was a lot of uh, 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 contention at times about annual days. And you know what? We mess up a lot of things. But, I, you know, if you really looked at what annual days was all about, because if you just look at this 23rd chapter of uh, Leviticus, you see there was a whole bunch of annual and daily and monthly and weekly days. Because, see, God is good every day. But it's especially good when we can look back and, and see how far that God was providing food and shelter when we couldn't provide for ourselves. You ain't always been able to pay your rent. You ain't always been able to meet your mortgage. You know? You ain't going to you, 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 you smooth swab now living out in church and skirts and civil law and all those other places, you know. But you can always have it that way. God says you ought to think about it. See, he wrote this to the Jewish people, but it's for us also. It reminds us that we ought to thank God and we ought to make it intentional and we ought to be obedient in obeying those celebrations. God wants us to celebrate. And he says, there's a way to start it. Y'all hear Terry. He says, you, on the first day, it's going to be holy, holy and solemn. But the rest of the days, you can be buck wild. Because when you think about the goodness of Jesus, <laughs> the goodness of the Lord and all that he's done for you, you can't help but want to holler, throw up your hand. And as Pastor Brown used to preach in his early days, party like it's 1999. You can party like it's 2022, because that's what it is. And God has provided shelter. These tents re remind them of the shelter that God provided, has provided all this time. He says, but this is how you started. Verse 36, as we conclude the schedule. For seven days you shall present food offerings to the Lord. Mm -hmm. On the eighth day you shall hold a holy convocation and present a food offering to the Lord. Mm -hmm. It is a solemn assembly. You shall not do any ordinary work. Now, when you start this thing, you got to start the party right. You can't come in like, you know, uh, Davies and uh, Bogan in the old days when they busted in on the party. Ah! I'm here, the party can start, you know, lie. You know how they did, Paulette. You know, they, they, they come in and they start the party. No, it says there's a way to start the party. It's going to be solid. And, and he reiterates here, you got to start and you got to start slow because you got to be reminded of who it is that you're celebrating. It's not so much what you're celebrating, it's who you're celebrating. And God says, I'm reminding you, this is how you do it. And you know what you do? 
You got to bring an offering. You got to bring something. See, you got to bring something to the party. It's like it's like it's like one of those uh, 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 New York parties, uh, Sister Vanessa. You know, is a people invite you to the party, but you got to bring your own food. You know, you know they they say you don't have to BYOB, but you got to BYOF. You got to bring your own food. God says no. Bring an offering, and you know what? This is one of the biggest celebrations at the end of the year that that represented the total harvest that had been collected for the year. It, it was it was no. I mean, it was something like a hundred and eighty nine animals that were sacrificed during this. This was food. You talking about a barbecue? This was the barbecue of all barbecues. This was a party, y'all. And God says, you started off slow. And you know what? When you've partied all you can, canned all that you could party on the eighth day, let it end the way it started. Let it end in seriousness, and holy convocation. There should be a party to remind you this day that God has brought you this far. And you can, God has set the boundaries for the party. He says, celebrate as much as you can because God is worthy. Show God how worthy he is, how grateful you are by the type of celebrations that you have when you look back. Terry, verse 37 and 38 gives us uh, uh, what we'll bring to the, to the celebration. These are the appointed feasts of the Lord, which you shall proclaim as times of holy convocation for presenting to the Lord food offerings, burnt offerings, and grain offerings, sacrifices and drink offerings, each on its proper day. Besides the Lord's Sabbaths and besides your gifts and besides all your vow offerings and besides all your free will offerings, which you give to the Lord. It says, I'm not negating, I'm not telling uh, Bogan, I'm not telling Keith Edmondson and Gwen Thompson to save up all your offerings to the party. Now, all during the year, you should have been making your, your offerings, your various offerings, okay? On this occasion, it is special. You want to make sure, and see, the offerings uh, 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 here are for the ongoing celebration that is going to be carried on over eight days. So everybody's got to contribute to the celebration because everybody ought to be grateful. And this is in addition to it. So, you know, so when people say, you know, uh, at the end of the year, sometimes it, it's, it's, it's expressed in many ways, depending on what church you're in. Some people at the end of the year, uh, uh, they may use Thanksgiving or they may use Christmas to say, you know, give an offering 
And that offering is different than the offerings that you've given all 12 years. It doesn't say you save them all up and give them that time. You give as God has instructed. And in this particular case, in your celebration, be willing to give. See, most folk just want to get. They want to give. Think about, think about, think about, think about why people even come to have the weekly celebration. Sister Thompson, have you ever thought about why it is that people come to church? It, it's an interesting, if, 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 if you surveyed and there was honesty on this line today, Sister Burroughs, you'd have all kinds of reasons why people come. Oh, and it would range from the serious to the ridiculous. They would, say, they would say, well, I come because God is good. And I'm setting aside this time on the first day of the week to give God my personal sacrifice, my personal praise, my personal offering. In a corporate environment. Oh, they would be, that would probably be Davis. But there's some on here that would say, I come to church because I need connection. I need to be with other folk. That's noble that you want to do that, but you didn't have to come to church to be with other folk. So using the church as a community center. I dare to say that there's some folk that come here, top leadership, you know, like from Richardson on up, that, that type of, they might come, well, I come because I get paid. <laughs> hey, hey that's, that's why I come. I, 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 I come to see folk I hadn't seen. All week long, I, 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 I come, I come, I want to hear a word. I want to get something. Well, worshiping is not about you getting something. Worship is about you giving something. Worship is worth-ship. What is God worth? That's why you come. And you, and you should come because, Lord, I've given you my life. And every day, I want to remind the world that I've given my life to you. So my praise, my offerings, my all in all belong to you. Oh, hadn't expected to hear that today, had they? Talking about Leviticus. But it was written to the Jew. But Paul said, for the preaching of the gospel is to them that perish foolishness. And Paul says, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God to the Jew first, but also to the Greek. That means you, Greek Bogan, Greek Kathleen, Greek Edmondson. Yeah, that, that means, yeah. This word is for you in your time, because God has brought you from some tent. Some of them literally. We, we, we know your life, but you live it ungratefully. 
when you don't celebrate the goodness of God. When you people got to pull and tug you to come in to celebrating God. God has been good to you. God has been good to us. So us's can come into corporate worship, Sister Burris, because he's been good to every one of this day. So on this day, we can say we're going to rejoice. And the reason we are rejoicing, the reason we are celebrating is because we are grateful. Brother Terry? On the 15th day of the seventh month, when you have gathered in the produce of the land, you shall celebrate the feast of the Lord seven days. On the first day shall be a solemn rest. On the eighth day to be a solemn rest. Do you recognize the consistency that Deacon Richardson has uh, on, a, on a, at least a weekly day basis for those of you who see him weekly? But I, I, I would uh, suggest to you that even if you saw him on a daily basis, you would hear him say, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And do you notice in verse 39, it says exactly what has already been said? Because it needs to be repeated. Because, Joe, if you didn't say that, most folk would forget it. Because, I, and, and, and I got proof on my side. I wish Deacon Harmon was here. I wish Deacon Harmon was here to verify. Because, you know, it, 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 it was me. It was me that, 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 uh, uh, certainly embrace that idea that this is the day that the Lord has made. And Joe says, you know what? Deacon Sneed is right. I read that too. So I'm going to just start repeating it so everybody will be reminded that they can celebrate when I celebrate because it ain't much of a party if I'm celebrating by myself, if I'm rejoicing by myself. So I'll just repeat it as often as I possibly can just to remind folk of what a great God we serve. And that's all Arthur did here. He just says, now on the 15th day, now remind you, I told you this day, you can choose Thanksgiving if you want to. <laughs> oh, somebody better help me up in here, Sister Thompson. Because he says, you can pick, but, but you don't pick Thanksgiving and be one day. Jesus says, celebrations, God says, celebrations of what I've done from you and from the tents that I bought you from, from where I bought the destination, the geography, the condition, the history, the culture that I bought you from. We all ought to be able to shout and rejoice every day and make this thing a long day. You don't even want to go back to work. You just want to just celebrate. Because when you think that someone has said, you think. And so the author here, Moses is reminding us that this is why you're doing what you're doing when you do it. Don't forget when to celebrate. Don't forget how to celebrate. That's what annual days did for us, Sister Ogletree. That, that, that's why they talk about, you know, the old church and the new church, and we don't need all of this. When it, when it, there ain't never time not to celebrate God. Our purposes need to change. 
our celebration don't need to change. You know, we, we have annual days to try to raise building funds. We have annual days to try to do ministry. No, no, that should be done all year long. There should be a time set aside to just thank God for what he has done. Rejoice in what God has done in your life. We, 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 you know, all of us come from something. See, your tent may not have been a bad house. Your, your, your tent may have been a, a, just a bad environment. You, 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 your tent may, uh, may have been uh, uh, drugs and, and, and uh, 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 freakishness and, and all sorts of sin, all manner of sin, I think that's how it is said. God brought you from that tent. He, bought, he protected you while you were in that. Oh, y'all don't hear me? There's a whole bunch of people that didn't survive, that didn't have a tent to survive. There's a whole bunch of people that were in conditions where they would have begged for any protection. And God says, when you, Israel, was at your lowest, when you were in a dry place, when you, uh, uh, when the storms of life came against you, I commanded you to build tents to protect. I provided them. And you ought to look back, not with shame, but with thanksgiving and rejoice. And a good time to do that is today. But God says, you know what? You need to set something up special. You ought to do, be intentional about it. Brother Terry, verse 40. And you shall take on the first day the fruit of splendid trees, branches of palm trees and boughs of leafy trees and willows of the brook, and you shall rejoice before the Lord your God seven days. Moses is so repetitious here that he now says, I've given you an overarching narrative. Now I'm going to give you some details. And, and, and if you notice, this, this, this is his style. This is the Holy Spirit's uh, 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 way of, of bringing revelation to us because we see the same tempo and style here as we did in Genesis 1, where something is said in, in chapter 1 and then the details are ferreted out in chapter 2 where something is said in verses 33 through 38 and then summarized and then ferreted out beginning in verse 40. And he says, when I told you to build those tents, the reason why we call this the, the Feast of Tents is that I told you to look at the trees that were around you. I provided them for you, for your protection. You thought you were going to be out in the rain. You thought you were going to be out in the cold. But all you got to do is just look over there in them hills. <laughs> That's why the psalmist David could say, I look, I lift my eyes to the hills. God says, if you just look over there in the hills, and then even in the valleys low, you will find the very materials that you need 
to survive this event and build your tent. And when you think about the detail that God has gone through to get you from your adverse situation to where you are right now, Sister Vanessa, you can't help but say, hey, Brother Nate, if you if you throwing a party, I'm going to be right there with you. I'll be right there with you. Because I may not have been in the same desert, but I've been in a desert and God protected me. I may not have been in the same troubled waters, but I believe me, I've been in the troubled waters. I may not have had the same trials or the same tribulation, but God was there to protect me from it. And in a each and every time I could hear the small, gentle voice of God saying, look up. Your provision is looking up. And when you look up, get up and do something. Act on what you see. Build those tents. Build those structures of protection. Oh, beautiful picture. Terry, 41, 42. You shall celebrate it as a feast to the Lord for seven days in the year. It is a statute forever throughout your generations. You shall celebrate it in the seventh month. You shall dwell in booths for seven days. All native Israelites shall dwell in booths. Now, 41. Repeat. Again, what has been said. Because repetition is the mind's glue. Sad enough, hopefully you'll remember. But it's got to be said. But also, repetition is an acknowledgement that you don't want to remove uh, a move from the memory that you have. Because you remember the days. You, you, you remember the day. You, you remember when you thought you were not going to make it. Mm, I just think about it again. So God says, before you can go anywhere further in this relationship, you ought to stop. Or you ought to pause. Stop. Look back. Then move on. Pause. Stop. Look back. Then move on. And it is in the looking back that you shout. You get your shout. And it is the looking forward that says, because I've looked back and God has been so good, that old shack that I lived in with the holes in the floor and holes in the roof. That shack was just a pause, a temporary stop to me looking forward. Because with that shack, I now knew one thing. I could look anticipatorily to the mansion on the hill because God provided the shack. And if you provided the shack, he can provide the mansion. Y'all don't hear me this morning. 
You ought to thank him for 59 years, Sister Edwards. You ought to thank him for 49 years, Sister Bonds. Because in thanking him, you now can look forward that if he bought you this far, he can lead you on. 49 years and then all great. But because God is good, they've been good. Because God has worked it out. What was meant for me bad, what was meant a storm for me, what was meant for a desert for me, he has provided a means of moving on. And for that, we all should celebrate. He says, again, I want you to do it for seven days in the year. And you shall keep a feast unto the Lord seven days in the year. It shall be a statute forever. It will remind other folk of how good. I can look at Sister Burroughs' life. I can look at Sister Mills' life and see what he's done and is doing in their life. And it, it, it's, a, it's a statute. But I can't tell their testimony. They've got to tell. If they don't show up for the party, maybe they're not grateful. That's why you forsake not the assembly of yourselves. Because there's a group of people who once lived in tents, protected by those tents. And they're glad about it. So they can rejoice. They can worship corporately with other folk dealing with the same issues and having, experiencing the same blessings. But then in verse 43, I think he sums it all up. He tells you the why. Verse 43, Terry, as we go. That your generations may know that I made the people of Israel dwell in booths when I brought them out of the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. Oh, there's a mouthful there, but we won't try to get it all. I'll just tell you this. He says that generations to come will now look at the resurrection church and they will say, these blessed people went through a lot. They were captives like all man, all fallen nature humanity and God bought them out they dwell in dog kennels for worship and God bought them oh y'all don't hear me see see the folk that, that the old timers know they they know that that before the dog kennel was a it was an improvement because before, you know, it started out in a house and there were cafeterias and there were nomads. They, they went from tent to tent to include dog kennels to the campus on 1002 Live Oak Road to a second campus at Redland Oaks. Generations, we should be celebrating, testifying, rejoicing daily, 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 daily celebrating corporately 
daily, daily, monthly, yearly about the goodness of God. Because it's a testament to the fact that God bought you out of something, but not only brought you out, but protected you all along the way. And that should run chills all up and down your spine. Because he not only bought you out. See, a lot of friends will come and rescue you. And they won't. That you may not see them anymore. But God says, I bought you out and I stayed with you. And the difference between me and Davies and Fred and Gwen and Barnes and Vanessa is that I'm the Lord <laughs> because I can do it again. They may be able to get you out of jail one time. I can continuously get you out. So we need to celebrate that. And we need to do it consistently and joyfully. And we can say on a daily basis, this is the day that the Lord has made. I'm going to be thankful because I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. See you guys in church. Have a great week.